Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Autobots, transform! <laughs> And knowing is half the battle. Undercut! No, I am the father. So what did I see going, Oh, you can. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Masters of the Retroverse. I'm host Adam with me again. It is uh, Mr. Man at Arms. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How are you? Oh, man. I am relieved uh, after all the bullshit we went through to get this. But I like it. I like it, man. I think we've all got the kinks worked out for the most part and uh, ready to get on the show. It was unbelievable, the struggle. Yeah. Yeah, it was, man. Yeah. Yep, we had a uh, little test run the night before last, and uh, it was a disaster. But that's all right, man. That's, that's what podcasting is all about. Trial and error. Trial and error, buddy. Yep, yep. We'll figure it out. We're, we are figuring it figuring it out. Yeah, you know, this, this whole video thing is, is new to me, new to you, and uh, working it out. It's all good, man. So how you been? Uh good. Now that we uh we worked through those struggles we had on Friday night, I'm um, doing good, man. I've been kind of just getting my stuff together. I got I got me a hard line running out here to where we need to be, and we're gonna do we're gonna do it big. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. So you bet, man. We've got some exciting stuff this week. Uh, you've got a new toy you're going to unbox. You didn't unbox it already, did you? No, 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 I didn't. Okay, cool. So you've got something that we're going to do. We're going to unbox. Uh, we're going to talk a little, about, a little bit about some of the stuff coming that was announced on the SDCC, San Diego Comic-Con. Um, we got some news about um, one of my favorite movies as a kid coming back as a, uh, not a, well, I guess a sequel, essentially. And uh, you've got some stuff to cover in the He-Man yep. line. It's going to be good, man. It's going to be a good show. Yeah, yeah. So Let's get into this, huh? All right, yeah, man. Um, well, let's start with you. What do you got? You, uh, you're talking about these, the new He-Man vinyl figures. So, yeah. So, me and my son, we went out yesterday. Uh, we obviously wouldn't have talked about this on Friday's show, but tonight, Sunday, since we can cover it, we can I actually saw, I didn't know that they had them yet. He-Man's sort of making more of a comeback again. Yeah, it's 2017, and to see to see He-Man on the shelves of these big box stores, nonetheless, like, you know, Toys R Us and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's surprising to see. So uh, we actually ran across some of them vinyl, those little vinyl figures, the mystery figures, and uh, we were going to pick some up, but... I'm going to wait off. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to pick some up. I'm gonna, I want to pick a whole case up. So I, I have an addiction to He-Man, and we all know this. But uh, uh, they have the mystery vinyl figures of He-Man. And then they all oh, nice. Yeah. So you don't know what character you're going to get or whatnot like that. They don't come in the little bags or whatnot. They're coming in the boxes like the other one, like Transformers and uh, 
I've seen Transformers. I've seen, I think there's some Star One, Star Wars ones out there. Uh, there's a couple other other companies that are doing the same same thing. It's like a surprise, you know. But you got to collect all of them, and they come out in waves, and they're only released for a certain amount of long, a certain amount of time, and that's it. That's all you're getting. So um, these are the first ones of the He-Man ones that I saw, and when we were in the checkout lane. Uh, <laughs> I got my buddy Brian texting me back. He just said, yes, I am addicted. So he's obviously listening. What's up, Brian? Uh, um, we were in the checkout lane, and no crap found a, a, a little He-Man character, like Lego-type action figure. I got Skeletor and He-Man. So uh, we're going to put these together later tonight, I believe, and then we're going to put them up, save them, put them on a shelf behind me. I think... Actually, my collection's grown a little bit too much that I think this guy behind me has got to come down, get some shelves over that way because everything you can't see in the video I'm like, is, is uh, He-Man. I got a lot of He-Man stuff. So, yeah. Got to make way for, from your old hobbies for the new hobbies, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I found that out too, man. I've taken a lot of guitars down off the wall to make room for my... Toy Biz X-Men guys and my He-Man and my Nintendo stuff. So, you know, it's, I don't know, it's kind of give and take, I guess, a little bit. It it's all good. Yeah. Just to have, I don't know, just to have the things like, they're, they're, I know we're not talking about it yet, but the, the stuff I have in the future of this podcast right now, like, I'm really happy about that to see toys like this come back out again. And I saw this and I was like, you know what? Gotta have it. Not even like it's it's amazing, you know. Like we were talking the other time about like how your kids and my kids, like their toys are just not the same. Like they're not built to the same quality. Well, this company and and these guys, I think I don't know. We'll find out in the unboxing. But, mm -hmm. but uh, I think I think they're they're the path. So those uh, those vinyl figures that you were talking about, where did you see those at? Target or Walmart? Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Okay, cool. I'm about to check Target because we don't we don't have a Toys R Us really close by to us. So okay, I'll see if Target has those or Walmart or something like that. But that'd be kind of cool. Each week, maybe we can get one and unbox it live and see what we got. And, and then if I get doubles, I'll just give them to my kid. You know. Well, that's happened. We got we got they had they were actually selling the uh, Mario. But the Mario was in little plastic guys, right? They were in the little plastic uh, uh, containers, so it was like a little bag, and felt like the Lego guys, the Mr. Lego guys, same concept. We got him, and Hayden's like, Hayden's like, yeah, Dad, this one's not this one. He's like, I was like, okay, we have seven here. We're gonna get three. They're only a dollar ninety nine, but I already knew our bill going to the register was pretty high. I didn't want any higher, so instead of having seven bags, fourteen bucks, you know. We went up to the register with only three of those bags, and Hayden was like, I'm pretty sure this one's this. I'm like, well, one of these is Yoshi, you know? And he's like... You could feel it in the bag? Yeah, you, you get to feel it in the bag. You, like, feel it. You kind of guess what it is or whatnot. And um, he grabbed his. He grabbed the one with the most pieces, and I was like, you know what that is? I think that's Bowser. Cause it's, it was, there was just so many pieces in the bag, and it was like, like four big pieces that felt like a shell if you put it together. And nevertheless, it was Bowser. 
And then the one I picked, I was like, this one's Yoshi. Let's get this one. And then he got one. He's like, I think this is uh, Fireball Mario, Firepower Mario. And uh, and uh, we got in the car. We were down in Wilmington. And uh, we got in the car, and I was like, you know what? I can't wait. Let's open these little bags up and see what we got. And it was Bowser, Yoshi, and Yoshi. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like a like a kid at Christmas, you know, when you pick up the presents, you're shaking it and you're feeling it, and you're like, oh, this is this is gonna be, you know, this is Battle Cat. I'm pretty sure. Right. I think that's yeah. the allure, the allure of the mysterious figure, even though it's like not a huge figure or anything like that. Like you're like, and then you only spend a dollar ninety nine. But there are some up there that are like fifteen dollars. You know, there's some. Oh. The He Man one was they're eleven ninety nine a piece. They weren't cheap. Oh my god! They were more expensive than the Lego little figure type. Actually, these things are bigger than the vinyl ones that they had in those boxes. So, you said those He-Man guys are bigger though, right? They're yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They're good. They're good. You stack three or four of those vinyl figures together, they're good. They're this one like he's so big that he actually has his staff and all that. I don't know if he can. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see it. That's the whole figure. He has his staff. He has a staff, like you put a staff together, you put everything together, and he's 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 pretty big. And he comes with like he actually has hundred and sixty-five pieces. You know? People are like, oh my god, you opened it. Yeah, I opened it. Like it's the fun <laughs> having it sit there. Like if I if I think it's gonna be a collector's item, I'll fucking buy another one. <laughs> like I'll figure it out. But yeah, there's five bags of of shit inside of this thing and the controller and the manual with like, it's very illustrated inside the box is like, it's like actually drawn on the inside of the box. The whole inside of the box has like, like the has he man. It has uh, all the different characters. So there's, there's right now currently they have, I want to say 25 characters that they make like this, not of just he man, just, for He-Man, it's only He-Man but they have Spock Master Chief from Halo they have Ezio from Assassin's Creed they have the Guardian uh, the T-800 from uh, from Terminator like this oh, that's really cool, man. this company is pretty cool man it's not a Lego company at all either so, so what's the name of the company uh, it, it's called, yeah it's called um, Kubros Kubros Okay, Cooper. Huh. Okay. I'll have to. Uh, yeah, I'll have to keep an eye out for those. That's really cool. You know, those blind, those blind boxes and the blind heads, man, they've really become a big thing. Yeah. There's a lot of YouTube videos. My son's always watching YouTube videos, and in fact, we've done some. My son and I have a YouTube channel where we talk about like toys and some of the stuff that we've gotten from the uh, toy shows, and uh, we've done a couple of those blind bag openings and stuff. Dude. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. I don't think those are really going to be meant to be collectibles because it's not like you can keep them in the box, you yeah. know, because you don't know what it is. Yeah. So. Because yeah, because there's there's okay so 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 for instance, we're talking about the the He-Man thing. So there's one character in the He-Man series that I noticed. It has a picture of all of them. There's I don't know exactly. I think there might be ten. But I know Triclops is on there, or yeah, Triclops is on there. Um, 
Jesus. There was, oh my gosh. So Man at Arms is obviously one. Uh, I didn't see Orko. Uh, Jesus, man. I can't remember. I wish I would have wrote it down. I should have wrote it down. Skeletor. Uh, there was some bad, there was like, there's maybe 10 guys total that you could, that you could possibly get. But the number one guy, like the hardest to find, it even said rare in the company writing. So not like, not like somebody being like, oh, this is a rare figure. Uh, it was a gold He-Man. He was all gold, just He-Man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Although, I don't know about a company labeling something as rare because well, it's kind of making their own they're making their own hype. Yeah, there may be, it may be limited or something like that, but usually the rarities is left to the collectors, you know, the end users, the the, the consumers, I guess. But if they say, if say if they make a hundred thousand of each one, right, and then they only make a hundred of the gold one, mm-hmm. yeah, the company it was a it was a force driven by the company, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the Golden Ticket, right? Right. So maybe if you got the gold one, maybe there's something deeper into that. That like you end up you you show the company that you got the gold one, they'll give you the whole line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, a lot of times the rarities aren't really made to be rarities. You know, like if you look at um, look at some of the more rare Nintendo games, um, there were kind of flaws. I mean, some of them were were more rare because they didn't sell in the U.S. or they just didn't make any because it wasn't a great game or what have you. Um, but I think a company labeling something as rare is kind of I don't know. It's kind of shitty, really. Um, you know, it's kind of like the whole thing with with Nintendo only producing so many of the NES Mini, um, their NES Classic. You know, it's kind of creating their own demand for it, their own hype for it. Right. But, uh, right. Well, but still, I mean, people are going to look for it. You know, they're going to look for those rarities. Well, look at what. The, speaking about NES, you talk about rarities. The number one rarest game for Nintendo is the World Tour, right? And the only reason that game was made was for competition nintendo players they switch right. on the side and the only way you can really get it you can get the duplicates the replicas or whatever like that the repos and you get that and you flip the buttons to where it needs to be and you try to beat the you try to beat the world record and then say the the world record holders come back and be like guess what you didn't beat it on a regular game so or a game mm-hmm. that was actually that game so I, I don't know there's a lots of different ways to look at it and for companies to do that kind of shit, yeah, it's shitty. But it gives you something to try to look for. It gives you something to strive. Like maybe, yeah, I'm giving them my money to, to get this golden character or whatnot. But I think it. Yeah, and I don't think it's really going to be worth anymore. It just, but you're going to look for it to collect it, and that's. I mean, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's it's still going to appeal to the collector because that's what they're that's what they're looking for is those that are rare. Um, but I don't, I don't really see something like, like the Funkos, you know, I don't really see those being like worth a ton of money, you know, like an NES game. I don't know. Just collecting in in general is different for the older stuff than it is for the newer stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, look, look, look at, uh, for instance, look at the Xbox games, you know, like Xbox 360 games. Are there, are there ever going to be people there and be like, Oh my God, I paid 10 grand for this Xbox 360 game. Because it's so rare, you know? It's just the whole market has changed. So it's like now they have to... 
they have to produce these limited quantities or whatever to to appeal to the collectors, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, for that, for that, for, for, sorry, for, for, for a CD-ROM game, it would take so much for it to be worth anything. Mm -hmm. I don't think a CD-ROM game will ever truly be worth in 20, 30 years. I don't know if that's a fair assumption. Because well, because it's, I think because it's so easily duplicated. Yeah. You know, like, look at look at emulators now. Uh, you can have you can have an emulator that has every Nintendo game ever produced, even the rare ones on it, and you can play those games. Yeah. Um, which you didn't have back in the era, obviously, of the NES, the Super NES, or even you know up until like the N sixty four, you didn't have anything like that. Yeah. The, well, still, yeah. The N sixty four at least is still cartridge based, so it's got that going for it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yep. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we could do a whole show about about that. Just that. Yeah, yeah. We alone. <laughs> and then we could get schooled by uh, the 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 uh, the one guys. What's you call like the, the guys from the CU podcast? CU podcast houses. Because they're technical savvy and they're mm -hmm. uh, engineer engineerical ingenuity. Prowess in there, so <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, well, speaking of speaking of like the vinyl figures, um, there was something new that came out that they uh, revealed on San Diego Comic Con, okay. EmanWorld.com. Uh, and they've released three, well, essentially four new figures from the Funko line. Are you, are you, do you collect those at all? The Funko yeah, guys, the Funko uh, Pop guys. No, man, I, I feel like that's a fidget spinner in my, in my mind. I feel like it kind of is. <laughs> it, it, it really kind of is. I've got one. I've got one Funko, only because I just thought it was really cool, and that's the uh, Space Marine guy from Doom, the game Doom. Oh, okay, all right. Because you know, I was really big into Doom when it came out on Xbox One. I played the crap out of it, and I came across this. I came across one. I actually bought two, and uh, but that's the only Funko guy that I've got. And they got some pretty cool ones, but they just never really appealed to me. They just seem like, like you said, they were like the fidget spinners. Or they remind me a lot of like the Beanie Babies. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like everybody's getting them, but they're not really going to be worth anything because they're only worth as much as somebody's willing to pay for it. That's what it comes um, to sentimental collecting. Right. Yeah. I think the only other one that I would actually buy, and I've seen it before, I just don't want to pay 20 bucks for it, is the Venom Funko. Um, and it was like a Walgreens-only special. Like, it was only released to Walgreens. So it kind of makes it a kind of a limited yeah. special edition or whatever, which is really dumb. Um, but the guy, there's one guy at the toy show that has a ton of those and he's got one. So if I can talk him down to like 10 or 15 bucks, I would, I would take it for that, but I'm not going to spend 20 on it. But anyway, they released, um, glow in the dark scare, scare glow from He-Man. I've been watching a couple. Don't even get me started on him. All right. Keep going. <laughs> scare glow. Okay. 
Um, well, these are all Funkos. They released Skeletor with Panthor, which is really cool. I, I, that one's actually pretty cool. I think I, I wouldn't mind getting that one because the, the Panthor is actually like the had me as Panthor. The old Panthor. It's got that velvet kind of texture to it. Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And it's got it's got a saddle and then the Skeletor. So you're kind of getting two two guys for one. Okay. Uh, he sits in the saddle. So, and then for the for for the ladies, uh, if you grew up watching Shira, which everybody knows is kind of the off spin of a spin off of, of He Man, uh, they they released a Shira Funko. Yes. So. Did they release her with her horse? With her just her. Horse. Yeah. Yeah, the only one that they've got is uh, with with the animal is Skeletor. Uh, not even He Man. If you're gonna release Skeletor and Panthor, you got to release fucking He Man. And well, if you look, they've got He Man guys. They've already got He Man out for, on Funko. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure. Let me look it up here and see if they have him with uh, Battle Cat. Yeah. If they do or not. Damn it! I was gonna bring my iPad out here. <laughs> Yeah, my my internet's kind of kind of lagging here a little bit. Uh, well, I got a text from my buddy saying that your your uh, your your audio and stuff's breaking up and your video's breaking up, but I'm coming through clean. So, okay, well, that may just be on your end. It looks pretty decent. I am getting a little bit of feedback from your speakers. I think. Yeah, it's a. I can hear myself. Yeah, I see the thing pop up every now and then. So, so yeah, they do have the He Man. With the battle cat, just like the Skeletor, where he rides in the saddle, that's really cool. Okay. Um, that one might be worth getting. Um, let me see what else they got here. They've got standalone Skeletor. They have um, Hordak and Spikor. Hordak. Yeah, they got Hordak as a Funko. So. And we were talking about the movie, the He-Man movie. Like, I think. Like everybody's like, oh, you need to drive towards Skeletor, but like, I think Skeletor needs to be a looming, a looming enemy in that movie. I, I'm driving it towards a different direction. I apologize. You're talking about the live action that they're. Yeah, I think. Okay. I think Hordak needs to be the main villain in the first movie, and then we move to Skeletor for a sequel. I think it should be the other way around. I think they ought to do He-Man with Skeletor, because you got the two legendary. Hero and villains, and then maybe on the sequel have He Man and Skeletor team up against Hordak and his guys. Maybe. What do you think? Maybe. Yeah. As I'm staring at Skeletor right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that'd be kind of cool. I mean, either which way they take it, I think it'd be. I really hope they do it justice. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing, man. I was thinking about that earlier today. I'm like, how would we do this? Like, what would the storyline be? Because if you stayed true to He-Man, it would just be nothing, like I said earlier, but a PSA. Public service announcement. Mm-hmm. And the moral of this story, kids, remember. <laughs> drugs. Never take candy from a stranger. If a big van comes up, don't get in it. That was actually one of them on... Uh, one that I watched recently. Because if a stranger approaches you or something like that, you know, Orko was talking, just run away. Yep. So I got my ladder the other day, finally, for both of them, by the way. For, for your uh, Castle Grayskull? And Snake Mountain. Snake Mountain came with a ladder as well. Oh, yeah. 
So I'm almost 100% complete. Just need a few minor details. You got the weapons rack and all that stuff? Got it. Nice. I got the collection of weapons, but here's the deal. They're a different color. <laughs> They're a darker gray than the gray of the ladder and the weapons that I got originally with it, the mace and the, the big axe and stuff like that. Do you think they're repops, reproductions? Yeah, they definitely are. If they're, I think so. Yeah, so like somebody should at least have the real stuff and like mixed a little bit of tan tone into the gray. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's all right. I only spent fucking uh, seventy cents. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's not like you're planning on selling this stuff. So who cares if it's a reproduction? You know, it's your collection. It's whatever makes it complete. Yeah, because my flag is my flag is the same color as the original. Like I okay, on the last podcast, I told everybody that I spent a little bit more on one thing for it than anything else. And I don't care what you think. I want my gray skull to fucking be a hundred percent original and how it was when I had it when I was a kid. So yes, I spent thirty dollars on a flag with a sticker, a little piece of plastic with a sticker. Go ahead and look on eBay and try to find one any cheaper. So well, that's like you were talking about the Skeletor groin cloth too. I mean, going for twenty bucks or whatever the hell it goes for—that's ridiculous. Twelve dollars. It was twelve dollars just for the uh, for the waist and the and the groin protector. So, oh, God. Yeah. But there's people out there that if you want it bad enough, you're gonna pay it. Yeah, man. So, so be it. It's all part of collecting. Yep. Yep. I mean, unless you, unless you want to hold out and wait and get lucky at some point in your, the next 20 years and come across one for <laughs> next to nothing. But, you know, what's the chances of that happening? Yeah, not slim to none. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think the, fo- the main focus of this collection that I have going on right now is going to be towards, like, gear that I'm missing, i.e. Um, uh, Zodak's fucking chess piece. Um I did see Spidor's uh, grappling hook and chess piece on eBay. Um, uh, Grizzlor's actual crossbow, because I have him with a red one now, because I have multiples of the red one. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting the mace, another mace for, for Mossman. Um, Stinkor's chess piece, because I don't have Stinkor's chess piece at all. Just like, you know, fine, fine-tuning the collection is where we need to go. Here, I think. Yeah, there there was one guy on one of my He-Man um, groups on Facebook that he had a bunch of weapons and stuff, and he had two of the white crossbows. I need one, yeah, because my whole- yeah. And I asked him about it. I said, you know, you used to have those for sale, and he said, yeah. And then I asked him how much, and he never got back to me. So I'll try hitting him up again and see, because I was just gonna take both of them just for the hell of it. Yeah, because well, you got a Hordak too, right? No, I don't, but. Eventually, I'll probably get one. Okay. Yeah. Or give it to you. I mean, if you want it, I don't. You well, know. I, need, I need this white crossbow. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't. Yeah. Cape. I looked all over the internet. I couldn't find him with his cape, and then I was looking for Hordak characters or whatever, and I found one Hordak character. Cape. The only thing is, is like, so when you buy it off of eBay, it's like with my Skeletor. It came out of the box and it just smelled so bad. It smelled like it was a fucking ashtray, man. Like I was like, what, what the hell? Yeah. Like whoever, like I can just imagine him living in a trailer, like 
having a whole bunch of He-Man characters or something. So they're smoking cigarettes and crap. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's that's. You figure these things have been in people's basements for the last twenty, thirty, thirty years, and who knows what what kind of environment they've been in. Yeah, I definitely think Skeletor warm soapy bath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's one thing you got to be careful of too, man. You got to watch how you clean those. Yeah. Um, Jordan Jordan Pembro, the guy, he's the the toy hunter, has got the TV show. Yeah. You know, he's got a good video on YouTube that shows you it shows how he cleans all of his toys and it's basically nothing more than um I think it's just like baking powder and water and he just takes a, a very um light toothbrush and just cleans them up. So so how are things going on our do we have any feedback yet? Do we need to answer any questions? Honestly, I haven't been monitoring the, I haven't been monitoring the the YouTube. So, I've got too much going on on my computer here right now. <laughs> I know we need it. We need to fix you up now, man. Now that I got a hour Well, actually, I do have. Hang on a second, because I can pop this up and see if there's anything on here. See if that'll. Does anybody have oh, questions or anything like that? Let's see if it'll. See if this will work without crashing my computer, because I can actually put the box up in my top right corner here right. of the chat. Yeah, but what you've done is speaking, and your videos come through a little bit more clear now. So, is it? It is. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. The yeah, that chat thing's not working right now. So I'll let you monitor the chat if you can. All right. I don't know how to do it. Talk me through it. <laughs> uh, just go to. YouTube. Oh crap! I don't know. If, well, just go to your just go to your YouTube and pull up the video. All right, let me do that. And just make sure you mute it, and then you can just watch the the chat from there. You still you still see me right here? Hold on. Yeah, I can see it. YouTube, YouTube. All right, I'm pretty like we're super new at this. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. From here, let's see here. Let's reverse. Masters of the Retroverse. So I'm really stoked about the toy show, man. I cannot wait. It's just been, it seems like it's been forever since I've been. It's been, I don't think I've gone to the last two. So it's probably been about six months since I've been. So I've got this whole list of stuff that I want to get. I've got some I got a good chunk of change saved up, and uh, I'm going to go crazy <laughs> trying to play catch-up, you know. But I've got a list of specific stuff that I'm looking for. And like I said on the last show, too, send me a list of stuff that you want that you're looking for, um, and I'll try to look up some pictures and stuff of it, too, so I know just at a glance what I'm looking for, and I'll see if I can find some of this stuff for you. Okay, I'm not seeing the. You're not seeing it. Uh, it'll probably maybe let me do it for my phone. I don't know. It's not pulling up here because I'm not logged into YouTube on here. So. Oh, okay. Uh, let's do that. Phone may be easier. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> it even but yeah, so uh, a little bit of background, a little bit of of uh, behind the scenes stuff for the podcast. We are, besides doing the YouTube thing live now, obviously we're on iTunes as usual. 
Uh, we are now on Google Play. So if you're an Android user, um, <coughs> you can find us on Google Play. I'm still working on Stitcher at this point. I think they kind of kissed my ass because apparently I got something in my mouth. Um, apparently a lot of people have been having issues, and I think a lot of it has to do with uh, they're, they're, they're gearing more towards like a paid subscription to get your podcast on their website. And honestly, I don't think I ever really got enough, even with all the other podcasts that I've done, I don't think we got enough traffic through Stitcher uh, to really make it worth it. Seems like Stitcher's kind of uh, kind of dying off. So, but I'm glad we got on Google Play because that's going to be big. Um, and obviously, we're on Facebook. Uh, you're doing the Facebook Live thing right now, right? Uh, no, I'm not because out of the draw. Or you were though, right? I did the last episode, and I think that's what made me end up getting kicked off. And gotcha. Like, getting, gotcha. I'm just kind of monitoring the YouTube channel right now. We're going to work out a way to where when we go live, even if it's just for the first. 10 minutes or so um, we're going to try to figure out how to do put our hangout our hangout Google hangouts thing on Facebook live. So that way you can interact with us there. Also make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel because uh, you'll get notifications when we do go live and you can join us and chat yep. and uh, ask questions and just kind of interact with us. It's a, it's a good time. Uh, we haven't really been promoting the, the YouTube live thing a lot lately just because we're still kind of new at it, working out the bugs. Once we get everything worked out, then uh, we'll just spread the word everywhere. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what's going on here with the podcast. You know, I'm excited as to where it's gone. I'm glad to have David on board with me to uh, help this thing grow. And uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to do interviews. Still going to get my kid on every now and then probably. Um, I think it'd be kind of cool to get our kids on for a show Yeah, together. And uh do a do a little show. I think that'd be kind of fun. Uh, so you'll, you'll get a lot of what the stuff I used to do, and then plus some. Uh, we're gonna get guest host on with like my buddy Brian Mock uh, from Zpoc Nation. We'll have him on sometime soon. Uh, so you know, if you're a if you're a big toy collector or um, a retro video game collector or anything like that, just hit us up on on Facebook or. You can email us at uh, MOTRetroverse at gmail, and uh, we'd love to have you on. We'd love to get you on for an hour and talk to you. And just oh, yeah. It's always fun just to kind of kind of brag about what you got anyway, you know, even if, even if you're not like a hardcore collector. It's just fun to talk about this stuff. That's what we're here for. It's good to reminisce. Yeah, it really is. That's what this show is about, you know, 80s, 90s kids reminiscing talking about the stuff that we love. I know we've been really heavy on the He-Man stuff here lately, uh, but that's just kind of the way it worked out. But we're not ex we're not exactly He-Man-centered on the show. We talk about everything. I mean, like today we're going to talk about uh, actually our top five movies, favorite movies from the 80s, and uh, you know anything 80s, 90s, movies, music, toys, video games, anything. Yep. Um, we love it all. So... Because we're middle-aged guys, and you know we're hitting that I, that uh, middle-aged crisis, midlife crisis thing. So, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. It happens, man. It happens. Yeah. I, so, I have multiple midlife crises in this uh, facility, this uh, 
16 foot by 28 foot facility that I'm in right now. There's a, there's plenty of middle aged crisis in here. <laughs> that's all right, man. That's, it happens. That's, that's what it's all about. We, uh, we all go through it and, uh, you know, it's funner. It's more, more funner. God, listen to me. It's more fun to live in the past sometimes than it is to live in the present. Words, Adam. It's fun to make up your own words. Just roll. <laughs> <laughs> roll with it. Yeah. So what make um, So speaking about speaking, oh my God, listen to me. I can't even talk today. Talking about movies, right? Um, this was something then, and this is going to kind of roll into our top five favorite movies from the '80s. Yep. One of my favorite movies, and it is on my top five, and I'm not going to tell you where yet. Big Trouble in Little China. If you remember that movie, it does um, it? Does yeah. It's getting a sequel, kinda. Um, find this stuff, man. <laughs> I know, I know. It is getting a sequel, and it's it's coming out in. Uh, I think September, I believe. That Kurt yeah. is making an appearance in that motherfucker right now. You better tell me that. Well, here's the thing: it is a animated. It's going to be an animated series. That's awesome. But it is. It's co-written by John Carpenter, okay. and and the, and the synopsis. Well, it's going to revolve around Jack Burton's final ride in the Pork Chop Express. So, if you remember his semi truck that he had. He and popped. the pork chop, pork chop Express. I remember at the end of the movie. Spoilers, but if you haven't seen this movie, it's fucking thirty years old. Go watch the movie. But at the end, it shows that monster, you know, on the back or was it on the top? I think on the roof of the trailer of his big rig. Just, um, can I add in something? Sure. Just want to say, I don't know if it's true or not, but I swear to God, this movie is how they made Raiden from Mortal Kombat. This movie. I agree. I agree. And I really think that that is. And in fact, I, I, I'm not going to swear to it, but I'm pretty sure that I read somewhere that that is where they got the idea for it. Because, I mean, God, that guy wearing the big hat and the lightning coming out of his fingers and shit. Oh, my God. I yeah. love that movie. That dude that didn't stop eating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Here, I'm going to read you the plot synopsis and tell me what you think. It okay. says, the year is 2020 and hell is literally on Earth. Uh, Ching Dai, sick of relying on screw-ups like Lo Pan to do his bidding, has broken the barriers between Earth and the infinite hells and declared himself ruler of all. 60-year-old Jack Burton is alone in a tiny corner of Florida with only his broken radio to talk to until one day it manages to pick up a message. Someone out there is in the hellscape and they know a way to stop Ching Dai. So it's basically Lo Pan's boss, he's, whoever the hell that is. He's sitting next to Ash from Evil Dead in Jacksonville, Florida, ready to kick some ass. <laughs> oh, that would be cool as shit. That would be really cool. Um, the, the article goes on to read that there's at this time they don't really know a whole lot more about uh, – it's going to be called Big Trouble in Little China, Old Man Jack – which is kind of a nod to, I think, Old Man Logan, you yeah. know, the whole Wolverine thing. Um, but uh, it says Borderland 2's Anthony Birch. I'm assuming he's probably one of the writers for Borderland 2, maybe. Um, I'm not sure if he's maybe a writer or an am animator. Um, he's going to co-write the series with John Carpenter. Now, I'm looking at the picture, and it the, the, the art, art, the art, artistry, whatever you want to say it, 
does have a strong resemblance to like what you see in like the Borderland games. It's kind of that uh, what do they call that cell shade, yeah, animation kind of. But yeah, so I think that'd be really cool. How cool would it be to have that as a video game? That would be freaking yeah. awesome. Right there. So, but they're saying, um, uh, yeah, and they're just saying that the September sometime is when it should, I'm guessing, release. Okay. So. Well, it sounds it sounds it sounds like it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to see how uh, how this pans out. You know. Yeah. Big Trouble in Little China was probably one of my favorite movies. Uh, it wasn't in my top five like it was yours. Thought about it, I contemplated. <laughs> but, but you know me, I go a little bit more. So, yeah, we're joined now by my boy right here. Sitting <laughs> in the chair. Oh, hey, what's up, man? No way. He's not mic up, so you can't hear him. <laughs> no, but he can wave. Yeah, he did. He's all like, I'm on camera now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's awesome. Right a little leg of I guess he just made this. Wanted to show it to me. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's really cool. His own Bumblebee creation. Am I correct? And that is nice. We watched all of the Transformers today. So Oh yeah. Yeah. Except for the new one. We gotta that's what we were building up to. Oh, that's cool. So the show topic is going to be our top five favorite movies from the eighties. And let me tell you, this was a hard list to make <laughs> because there was so many movies that I loved from the eighties. You know, you, you had your, uh, the, the popular movies, you know, you had like, um, ghostbusters and the Terminator movies and, and all that stuff. So trying to weed out all these and narrow it down to my top favorite five, I pretty much just sat back and said, what were the five, like, just the first five that come to mind that I remember sitting down and watching over and over and over again. And that's yeah. how I created my list. Okay. So. Right here. That mine right here. All right. Well, you want to start with your number five? Or my number five. Okay. So my number five was The Little Monsters. Was that the one with Fred Savage? Yes, it was, sir. Okay, yeah. And Howie Mandel. Oh, that's right. He he played the monster. That's right. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know what we're doing. But sounds good. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't have picked a better person to play that role. Yeah, he's like, whoa, you like my jacket? Got it off the stiff. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when that movie was out, came out on video, and I went to the grocery store because that's where you know we rented our videos from, and I wanted to get a scary movie, and my stepsister would not let me; she wouldn't let me get one. That sucks. And so she said, "Well, here, try this instead." I'm like, oh, "It looks kind of dumb. It's not really; doesn't look really scary." So I rented it, right? And I loved it. wasn't scary, but it did <laughs> it was still pretty cool. Same boat as you. Watched it when I was a kid. Um, that's why it's number five. I had all these fond memories of it, and just like 
oh my gosh, this movie is going to be awesome. Sit back, press play, and I'm like, this is kind of awkward to watch. The dad, uh, he was, uh, the dad and the mom were going through some things. They were arguing or whatever. So, like, like the long story is, is this kid made up this whole thing in his mind, right? As he ran away to California, <laughs> like, eventually, spoiler if you haven't ever seen the movie. But, uh, like, that's the underlying thing. It was like some fantasy realm made from Fred Savage's mind due to the fact that his mom and dad were going through things. Like, that's what I got. And uh, in, in classic 1980s fashion, uh, there was some, some weird moments in there to watch, to, like, to actually sit there and watch the movie as an adult. Not, when I was a kid, I loved the movie. Don't get me wrong. I loved the movie. It was a great movie. That's why it's on my list. But to sit there and watch the movie again, there was just like the writing for it was uh, was not was not great. Like yeah, tickling tickling Fred Savage, and he's like, "Stop, stop!" on his bed. So that's one of the weird moments. Like if you if you guys watch and get a chance to see that movie and watch it again, because we were younger when we watched it. Now you rewatch it, and you're like, maybe that scene shouldn't have been in this movie. Like that's yeah, that's what you're gonna ask yourself. But yeah, right. Uh, well, one of the things I've noticed from watching a lot of movies for my my youth was the fact that a lot of these movies don't hold up. And this is something we can talk about. I want to actually get into this a little bit after we do our top five. Yeah. And I want to go through and see, you know, which which of these movies have you watched recently and have they held up very well? One thing I've noticed from the 80s movies, look at movies like Little Monsters and The Wizard and E.T., there's a lot of kids running away from home back in the eighties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. It's like, and that was just kind of like an accepted thing. And, I, and now I watch these movies, you know, like we watch The Wizard, and I'm like, how the hell are these parents, you know, not freaking out because their kid's gone? Yeah. But in the movie, it was just like, ah, oh, no big deal. You know, he's fine. <laughs> they never came to look at. They never came to look for him. It just, it was just accepted. So. We don't want our kids watching these movies thinking that that's how it was back in the 80s and 90s. You know, kids ran away from home, and it was fine. Well, they don't understand that part. So coming from the kids' perspective, like they still see the magic of going under the bed and then traveling to a different realm or a different part of Earth because of being able to travel through the bed. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we understand, like, the underlying meaning of the story. Yeah. Yeah, and Goonies was another one too that that just came to mind. You know, kids kind of running away, yeah, having their adventures. You know, it's not all about adventuring. Yeah, you know that that, that stuff doesn't happen in real life. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, my number five is a movie called The Last Starfighter. Okay. Are you familiar with that one? Um, I think I, yeah, I have seen it. Um, it's been a really long time since I've seen it, but um. I just remember it being one of those movies. It's just like awesome, you know. Kind of fell into the same theme as as like the wizard, you know. The kids playing a, um, a an arcade game that's similar to like um, Asteroids or something like that, and he ends up getting the high score. And then these aliens come down and have him come and fight their fight, basically, you know, as a starfighter. Um, and I didn't realize this until I was uh, 
kind of doing a little bit of research for the show, but that was the first, that was one of the first films to use CGI. Really? To represent, yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Um, Cause I really is 1984. And back then everything was all practical effects. You know, you had like ET and you had star Wars and you had all these, these other movies that all used practical effects for, for them to have CGI back then. It's one of those movies that I really want to go back now and I want to watch it uh, just because it's been so long and I want to see how well it holds up. Yeah, and, uh, <clears throat> that's that's interesting. That that's one of the first ones that used CGI. Mm-hmm. Remember what the year was on that? Uh, 1984. 1984. Wow. Yeah, that was really early too, man. Yeah. Really early. That uh, pretty freaking crazy right there. I didn't... Uh, I didn't realize that. 1984, huh? So yep. computers, computers uh, they actually advanced more than what we thought. They weren't just playing Pong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, I know. I know. I'm just playing. So. But yeah, Last Starfighter. I'm trying to remember, man. I'm trying. To, I've been sitting here trying to remember for the past couple minutes. Yeah, it was a, it was it wasn't one of the more popular movies, um, but it was a Disney movie. I think I've seen, I think I actually seen it. I just can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if I think I think if you started watching, I think you I think you'd remember it probably. Okay. All right. What's your number four? My number four. My number four is more of a mainstream movie. It might be on your list. It might not. But um, it starred a one. Michael Keaton uh, in an eclectic role that Batman. that he went nuts and he straight up revived himself and brought himself from the depths of a model to wreak havoc on a family. Uh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Beetlejuice. 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 Where's he at? Where's he at? <laughs> that is one of the greats, man. That is such a great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you said Michael Keaton, I was thinking like, well, it's either Batman or it's Beetlejuice. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, it could be uh, what is it, Country Bumpkin, whatever. <laughs> huh? Well, about? He had that country movie too in the eighties, uh, City Slickers, right? It was oh, see, so, oh. Uh, and who was the other? Was it him? Is, it, is that the right one? That wasn't Michael Keaton. No, that was um. Oh, I suck. Oh, <laughs> uh, what the hell is his name? Um, curly haired, curly haired guy. Uh, oh my god, I can't think of it. I'd have to look it up. Billy Crystal, yeah, yeah. It was three of them. It was Christopher Walken. Was he in it? No. Uh, man, I'm terrible with movies. Terrible now with actors. Uh, Awful. Here, let me IMDb it. IMDb is my best friend. Anytime I'm sitting down watching a movie, I instantly pull up the movie on IMDb. And okay, City Slickers, nineteen ninety one. It was uh, Jack Palance, Daniel Stern, Billy Crystal, Bruno Kirby. I don't know who that is, but I think those were the those were the. Oh, Daniel Stern was the guy from uh, Home Alone. He was the tall, bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. One of my one of my other favorite. Michael Keaton movies. I didn't make my list because it was actually, I think, like 
mid nineties was uh multiplicity. Have you seen that one? Yes. Where he makes the clones of himself yes. and then the uh, the clone of the clone the, the, is uh <laughs> the very the very inept handicapped one because he yeah, yeah. himself two times. <laughs> you can't make a clone of a clone. <laughs> yeah, the clone gets pissed off and he makes a clone of him. Like and then like you know, like, well, I want a clone of my clone. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was such a great movie, man. That is just face off. Were the two yeah. movies that you watch it and you're like, it just really ma- it really shows how good of an actor he is. Now I know he wasn't in Face Off, but I'm just using that as an example. Um, but I mean, to be able to play four different roles is just uh, uh, is just amazing, you know. Because you had like the first clone, which is like the very manly testosterone guy, you know, manly man. And you had the second one, which is very very effeminate, you know, kind of very opposite of the first one. Yeah. And then you know the clone of the clone. That's just a great movie. It was. The clone of the clone of the clone. That guy was my favorite. <laughs> oh, mine too. Mine too. Yeah, he he's got those. He's nailing his boots to those two by fours. <laughs> he got the goggles on. Oh my god, dude, that was so funny. Um. Okay, you did your number four. Mine was. I thought yours was multiplicity. No, 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 no. I was just saying, my, my, Michael Keaton. We were just talking about Michael Keaton movies. All right, we're getting we're getting off course. Yeah, yeah, getting a little bit off. Back on track. Okay. Um, it's a it's a little movie. I'm not sure if you ever heard of it. Um, starred starred a guy, not well known guy by the name of Mark Hamill. Uh, Star Wars. Have you heard of that one? <laughs> uh, and I couldn't narrow it down to one just because it was. I mean, probably the New Hope. I think is probably my favorite, which is that was actually a '70s movie. But you know, I, me growing up in the '80s, I watched it a lot in the '80s. Yeah, te- um, technically the Star Wars trilogy, the original trilogy, it 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 builds into the '80s. It's yes, the first one came out in '77. But like everything else after that came out in what the eighties, right? Seventy nine was, I think seventy nine, and then what eighty two, something like that. Two or eighty three, but the, the yeah, excuse me, the toy line is really what set that off, and that was all in the eighties. Yeah, seventy nine. Yeah, Kenner, yeah, Kenner toys. Yeah, Kenner released the first twelve, uh, and then they didn't release anything for a while. And it's skyrocketing. I've been watching some stuff on eBay because, like, you know, I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up the He-Man stuff, so we're gonna move into the Star Wars. I, I know I don't have enough room in this ten by ten cell to house Star Wars. But you know what the cool thing about the Star Wars stuff is, and this is what I do. I did it at our old house. Is like the Millennium Falcon, the X-wing fighters, the Tie fighters, all that stuff. I hung them from fishing string from uh, fishing string to the ceiling. Okay. So you don't need a whole lot of shelf space because those things take up a ton of shelf space, especially the Millennium Falcon. I mean, it's huge. Um, but I kind of hung them in like a battle action. It's pretty cool. Okay. Sorry, I got something going on out in the main part of my shop. The uh, my air conditioner is making some funny noises. Uh oh. Yeah. Is it Hayden? Is it making it's making funny noises, right? 
All right. Looks like I might need some maintenance here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can help you out with that after the show. All right. HVAC. Kind of what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number three. What you got? My number three. Number three would be so this 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 one was a a uh, a testament to a brother loves brother saga and by saga i mean only 130 minutes of it <laughs> and brother it, loves brother 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 it was brother for brother not brother against brother oh not brother on brother yeah yeah <laughs> Because that's weird. Star, it did star a couple extras in there that you might not know unless you're outside of this realm and you went and kick pushed when you were a kid. Meaning by kick push, if you ever put your butt on a skateboard and kicked yourself down the street, then you know everything I'm talking about right now when I say Tony Hawk, Rob Burnquist, uh, Daywon Song, uh, some other kids, but. It was a uh, movie I'm not 100% sure if you're going to be down with because we go into these realms or whatever. Like I said, they're eclectic. But it was a movie called Gleam in the Cube. Gleaming the I've never heard of it. Gleaming, Gleaming the Cube? Gleaming the Cube. Hmm. No, I can't say I've ever heard of that one. So it was a skateboard yeah. movie? It, started, it starred Christian Slater. And uh, so, so the whole premise of the movie is uh, – some stuff went on with his brother. He's got to protect his brother's dignity. He's going to fight these guys or whatever and, and expose them for the evil that they are and all that crap. And it was, it was just a great movie from back in the day, you know, when I was a kid. Like, because I was a big-time skater. I actually still am. My kid's got, like, three skateboards in his room. I made him skateboard sconces on the sides of his bed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I love all this stuff that we do in here, playing video games and playing with toys and stuff, but, like, there's nothing like riding a skateboard to me or a snowboard. That you I was going to say, I can tell, you know, the whole snowboard thing you got going on in the background there is uh, kind of gives it away. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there, like, there ain't nothing like it. That's my kid's capita right there behind the chair, so. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're a big snowboarding, skateboarding family, so. Nice. On top of all of this, yes. Like, that's well, what what year was that movie? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, I got it all written down. It was nineteen eighty. Where did I put it? I think nineteen eighty six. And Tony Hawk, huh? Yeah, Tony Hawk was an extra in it. Well, you he was that. a young sprite back then. I'm guessing. Yeah, and they worked for Pizza. Like at the end of the, <laughs> that was the big sponsor for the movie, like. Nice. Pulls up the Pizza Hut and like everybody plows into this truck in front of a Pizza Hut. It's pretty funny, man. Tony Hawk yeah, the- has scars. Like he has scars from being an extra on that movie. Like he was, he wasn't like a big. He he was a big known name in the skateboarding industry, but like he wasn't like through the roof yet. And not the movie didn't make him through the roof. His skating made him through the roof. But like the movie, like. He did some stuff with Christian Slater a few years ago, like remem- reminiscing over Gleam of the Cube. And he actually has a scar on his wrist and on his rib from that movie. Because oh, wow. originally when you're watching the movie, Tony Hawk and the big end scene or whatever like that, Tony Hawk's driving the truck. Driving the truck and all the skaters are on his flanks as they're coming down this big hill, right? 
and they didn't have enough skaters to skate down the hill with the amount of skaters they had or whatever, so they needed Tony. Like, Tony was filmed driving the truck for the filming part, but then when it came to showing the skaters going down the hill, he was skating down the hill as well. Oh, that's really cool, man. That's cool. It's neat the stuff that you find out. You know, you will you watch these movies, you love these movies, but then you come to find out all these neat little tidbits about these movies as you're older. Yeah. And it's just you know stuff that's relevant to now. Um, you know, like Tony Hawk and stuff. It's uh, it's really cool, really cool. It'll surprise you sometimes. What was your number three? My number three is a little movie about a very dark, dark night. <laughs> a very funny man with with a very big smile. <laughs> Have you ever danced in the devil with the pale by the pale moonlight? <laughs> yeah, still one of the best Batman movies ever, dude. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. I'm not big into the whole Dark Knight stuff, you know, the newer movies, the you know, but I love them. My God, I love that Batman movie. I think it was '89, if I remember off the top of my head, '89 or '90, I think, um, when it came out. I hate Christian Bale, but I love the Dark Knight series. Don't get me wrong. Don't yeah. get me wrong. All right. Michael- I'm just not – I'm not a big fan of DC comics, comic yeah. characters. I'm not – you know, obviously I watched Superman as a kid. All the Superman and the Christopher Reeve movies were awesome. Um, yeah. Batman was one of those movies, though, man. Me and my brother, I remember the summer it came out. We went to the theater and watched it, and we just basically stayed in the theater. I think we watched it three times in a row. <laughs> they never kicked us out or anything because you know we were kids. Our dad drops us off, and you know we were there. You know, we'll, I'll come pick you up at this time. We're like, well, heck, we still got a couple hours. Let's watch it again. Um, then the movie came out on VHS, and I wore that movie out. Man, every day after school, I'd come home, I'd pop that movie in, and it was one of those movies that I knew every line word for word yeah. when I was a when I was a kid. Such a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. It is a good movie. Actually, just picked up that game yesterday. That's a good game too. That was uh, that was one of the games that that I was pretty fond of uh, on the NES as well. Very very hard game. Yeah, but I do remember we beat it once, and now I, I was I was watching on like videos of, of people playing it through on YouTube, and it was just really cool. I was like, yeah, I remember having to do that jump and jump back across, and then throw your your hook and catch it and swing and. I don't know. It just brought back a lot of memories. That's so to to change your weapons, kind of like pre- pressing select to change your weapons. It was kind of like like unbelievable. Because mm-hmm. I was playing it this morning. Yeah, it was a it was a good game too. Yep, good movie, good game. So um, one of my favorites. Like I said, I'm more of a Marvel guy, but I just I love the Michael Keaton Batman. Love the Jack Nicholson Joker, and you can't go wrong with Kim Basinger too. Right. It was just, it was just good. Yeah. So, all right, number two. Number two. Harry and the Hendersons. John Lithgow <laughs> is one of my all-time favorite actors. Yeah. And I love that movie too. That was such a good movie. But John Lithgow himself was just awesome. So we uh, went. We, we talk about this all the time, the practical versus CGI. The practical effects in that movie are second to fucking none. Like, you still watch that movie today, and you see Harry, you're just like, you're just like, what? 
like his facial expressions, his his just like everything. It was freaking amazing, man. Like it's it's a great movie. It's still a great movie to this day. It is. I always wondered how they did that. You know, the the what do they call that? Animatronics or whatever, the facial expressions and all that stuff. It's amazing. And the guy that played Harry, um, he was I gotta look him up. Oh, he also he was the guy that played the Predator. Okay. He was in the Predator suit. Okay. Super big guy. I mean, this guy was huge. Um I think he actually passed away. Yeah, ninety one said he, he passed away. But uh I mean the guy was just I mean he was just enormous. I mean you see how big he was as Harry. I mean he was that big. Yeah. I mean there there was no platform shoes or anything like that. He was just a big guy. Jesus. Yeah. When he when Harry pushes up the the threshold or whatever, the uh the center of the door in the movie, just like Yeah. He didn't like hitting his head and he's like, Ugh push that whole thing up it was awesome yeah that was such a good one yeah that was a good movie dude uh, like i said i love john lithgow he was he's such a good actor um third rock from the sun is is one of my favorite all-time tv shows yeah, to, see, to see that kid from third rock from the sun in the in the newest batman you know what i mean like like that's awesome like he's in the newest batman yeah, dude. Joseph Joseph Gordon Love it is. Yes. Yeah. Oh really? Yes, he's the cop. He's Dick Grayson. Oh really? Oh, that's cool. He's like yeah. at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, they're like, she's like, I really like your real name, and Robin. And he's like, Yeah, nobody called me that for years. <laughs> like, oh no shit, he's gonna play Robin, huh? Dick, yeah, Dick Grayson. Like I said, I haven't seen. I the last Batman movie I saw was, uh. The Dark Knight, I guess, right? It was the first one with uh, what's his name? Um, what? Bale. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Oh, that was the last one that I've seen. But it was the first one with him. Yeah. So the, it's been a while. The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, or uh, The Dark Knight Rises, and then um, Jesus. Oh my goodness, I'm horrible right now. Uh, let me look. I have all of them, all of them. I'm I'm a big fan of him. I just he just uh so the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Rises, and where the hell are all my movies? Why aren't all my movies showing on here? This sucks. I apologize. Was the new one with Heath or the newer one with Heath Ledger? Is that the one you're you're thinking of? not newer the other the new with uh so dark knight rises is the last one uh that's the one with heath ledger or not heath ledger uh um tom hardy his bane Mm -hmm. because he rises the only reason i remember that is because he rises from the pit or whatever like he comes back up from nothing why aren't all my videos showing on here because i own all of them and all the star wars and all that crap on my fandango now Fandango Now, where you go to buy movies. Um, mm-hmm. Little plug there. Pay us. Pay us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm all about Fandango Now, man. Like my guys are, my friends are all about like Fire Stick this, Fire Stick that. I'm like, no, nah, man. Nah, Fandango Now. You own mm-hmm. it, you own it. 
But, yeah. There's the Dark Knight. Fuck. Why can I not remember this? Why am I drawing a blank? Just Google. You got a, you got a computer in front of you. <laughs> well, I don't like typing. <laughs> so let me ask you this while you're looking that up. Are you a DC or a Marvel fan? So there is a... There is a, uh, I have, I, I, I love Batman, don't get me wrong. I love Superman. But there's something about the Marvel Universe and the way that they build it is just like fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Right. But even before the Marvel Universe, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Batman, Batman Begins was the first one. Jesus, why am I drawing a... Oh, yeah, that's right. And then The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, and then Batman. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Why would? Yeah. yeah. The only one they call him Batman in is the first one. Okay. Yeah. In, in the title. In the title. Mm-hmm. So, everything else is the Dark Knight off the same Dark Knight novel, and like in the Dark Knight, it's like a lot more gruesome than the original Batman series. And I think that's kind of what turned me off to it was the whole the just the no pun intended the darkness of it you know i'm used to the um um tim burton batman you know where it was kind of kind of kitschy and kind of kind of campy but yet you know still got the story across it was just i don't know had a little bit of everything to it you know like i I don't think there's ever been a better joker well there again i haven't seen the new one but for what i've seen of it um I don't think there could ever be a better Joker than Jack Nicholson. It's like he was just one of those guys. He was born to play that role. Yeah. Well, and this is where, and this is where we have to disagree. I do, I do like Heath Ledger as the Joker, and you need to unbiasedly go back and rewatch that and just, you know. Like every time he tells the story of how he got the scars on his face, it's a different story. It's just it's it's the place that Heath Ledger was in. That's probably why. Like, I guess like that's why everything committed suicide is because he was on all these pills and he put himself in a dark room to make himself the Joker. Like his his portrayal of I love Jack Nicholson's character as Joker. Don't get me wrong, he was the greatest. Until Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, I think, definitely soared above and beyond my standards of the Joker. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I haven't seen the Heath Ledger movie, but from what I've seen, you know, I'm just, I'm just a fan of the Tim Burton style. Um, I did see the Suicide Squad, and I wasn't really a fan of the Jared Leto Joker. No. It just wasn't it wasn't traditional enough for me. Now I don't know the whole story of you know his Joker, um, you know as far as like compared to the comic book or whatever or the graphic novel, but it just wasn't it just wasn't really a Joker to me. Yeah, he wasn't. Like I didn't like I didn't like his Joker either. To be honest with you, I didn't like it either. Yeah. Um. Okay, we're at number two. Or wait, was. Was that your number two? I'm lost here. Uh, Harry and the Henderson was my number two. Oh, okay. All right. 
My number two is one that we just spoke about, and that is Big Trouble in Little China. Good one. Mr. Bats and Jack Burton. Oh, man, that was awesome. One of the best uh, one of the best movies, man. It's just, it's great. Yeah. Um, the first, it was, I think it was the, one of the first movies for uh, Kim, what's her name, from the the Sex and the City, Cottrell, Kim, Kim Cottrell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the guy that played Lopan, God, I see him in everything. He is in so much. And every time I see him, I'm like, hey, it's Lopan. <laughs> yeah. He will always be Lopan to me. <laughs> yeah, and then that was, that marked uh, – you remember all the 80s movies, right? So what was it? Well, let's just go off. Let's just go off like so all of the Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, all of the uh, Sylvester Stallone movies, all of the uh, – uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. If you noticed, and if you paid attention, all of the bad guys, like the groups of bad guys, whenever they get swarmed with bad guys, it was the same bad guys. And Big right. Little China was the pinnacle of like, he highlighted like the dude, the fucking Asian dude. So like, uh, Danny, Danny Trejo wasn't in it, but uh, so, like, if you think about Danny Trejo nowadays as being one of the bad guys, this mm-hmm. dude, he was, like, the big, big buff dude or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy that played the, the Raiden guy. The Yeah. Yeah. So, like, all of them, all, like, every 80s movies had, like, the, they had, like, all right, let's get our bad guys in. Here's your bad guy. <laughs> they were all, t- well, they were typecast. I mean, all those guys were typecast. And you always saw the guy that played Lopan, he's always the bad guy. He's always like an Asian mafia guy or he's some sort of bad guy or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like Joe Pesci is another one of those guys, you know, he's always a bad guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. They, they kind of just kind of all loop together. It's like, well, here's a list of guys that, uh, you know, perfect to put uh, actors. Yeah. Here's a list of actors that are normally bad guys. So good Lord. Was, yeah, but God, Kurt Russell. I mean, Kurt Russell was just—he was like the guy of the '80s. Anyway, you know, we had Big Trouble in Little China. He had um, Escape from uh, Escape from. Okay, I get them mixed up. Escape from New York. Escape from L.A. Escape to was Escape to L.A. or Escape from L.A. Whatever it was, Snake Plissken. Yeah. I mean, he was just one of the biggest badasses. Yeah. And then he played uh, well, Overboard. You know, the one with uh, uh, oh God, I got. Goldie Hawn, or is it Goldie Hawn? Hawn, yeah. Was it Goldie Hawn or Meg? Or, uh, yeah, it was Goldie Hawn. He looked the same. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the same. He always played that kind of same character. It's very laid back and cool. You know, it's kind of like uh, Harrison Ford's the same way. He always played that very laid back, cool, just kind of whatever, go with the flow kind of guy. You know. I'll never forget my son was watching Indiana Jones and he goes, dad, that's Han Solo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is. Yeah. Good kid. That's right. (laughs) All right. We are down to our number one. (laughs) Uno. Totally. Okay. What is your number one movie? My number one. Number one, 
is the Lost Boys. Lost Boys, what a great movie! Yes, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland's awesome. Bauer. Yeah, and it, that was one of the other guys was. Um, wasn't he the guy from Bill and Ted? Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Think about, think about this. All right. Has anyone watched? Uh, what's it called? Um, it's the fuck. What's the name of the town? Uh, Wayward Pines. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two. He's in what? Season two. He's the main antagonist. Not he's an antagonist. He's antagonist, the bad guy. Not a bad guy. He's protagonist. Protagonist. Yeah, he's the main. He like comes in. He's a doctor, and he's looking for his wife or whatever. And he's, oh yeah, he's the he's the main dude. He's the guy that turns into a vampire again. He's like the protagonist against them. But then again, you have Corey Haim, right? Corey Haim, Corey Haim and um. Oh, uh, I can't think. Okay, I gotta look up IMDb it because <laughs> I can't think of the other guy's name too. Um, Corey Feldman, the Corys. Well, yeah, no, I'm talking about one of the other vampires. It was um, yeah, uh, the main guy, the main guy that was seducing the mother that you didn't know until the end. Yeah, no, not him. He was one of the kids. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. Never mind. I was thinking for some reason. I don't know why I thought it had the guy. The the older kid from the Goonies, like the brother, the old the older brother or whatever. No, it's that's not it. Wayward Pines. The Wayward yeah. Pines guy is not. It's not him from Goonies. But now that we've said that, that is one of my honorable mentions. The Goonies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's definitely one of those classics. Yeah, but like um, put it up there because everybody's like, oh, the Goonies, man, like. I want to put ones that people don't think about on a daily basis when they think about the eighties. So, uh, Jason Patrick. Yeah, that was, that Wayward was, Pines. yeah. Shows him wayward pines. He's not in the Goonies. No, I was, I don't know. What was, what was the kid's name? Um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's not who I'm thinking of anyway. Um, it's all good, man. Name. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, my number one is, and you, I don't know, you may not have ever heard of this. This is, it's a pretty obscure movie. Like, really, I'm not, I'm not messing around now. Uh, it's called Crawl. Have you ever seen that movie? Crawl. K-R-U-L-L. Crawl. Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of a... It's a cult classic, dude. It, it, uh, you've seen it? I, well, I know it's a cult classic. How about that? Yeah. Oh, it definitely is, man. It's one of my favorites. Uh, it was 1983. Um, it's kind of like a sci-fi slash fantasy mixed together. Um, but what I what I didn't realize until somewhat recently, actually, is that it was the first movie with Liam Neeson, and he plays he plays one of the uh, like bandits. That the main guy gets to come and like help fight the fight against the bad guys, the beast. That they're going after the beast. All right. All right. Um, but it was one of the, his first roles in a movie. Okay. But uh, he's got this thing. It's called a glaive, <laughs> and it looks like a like a long fingered Chinese star. It's like five. And when he when he holds it up, these blades shoot out the end of it. These come out the end of it like a switchblade, and then he can throw it. And he can actually control it with his hand. He does like this, and he controls it, you know, so he can get it to go around and 
kill guys and all that stuff. And I remember as a kid watching this movie, I used to go get cardboard boxes and I would make my own glaive, you know, and play with them and stuff. It was, it's a good movie though. Definitely cult classic. It is kind of cheesy. Um, but it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's a good movie though. It's definitely my top, my top one from when I was a kid. Cause it was probably the movie that I watched the most. Yeah. Besides, well, besides star Wars. Right. Who doesn't watch Star Wars over and over and over and over again? Not this guy. I love Star Wars. And not, and not, that, and not that piece of shit remastered one with all the new CGI, Jabba the Hutt, and all that other crap that uh, George Lucas threw into it and ruined it. Yep. My mom did locate those VHS tapes. I will be watching those. So Nice. You got a VHS player? Yeah. Do you have a VCR? Yeah, I do. You're like, oh, I do. I know shit happened. <laughs> sitting on my fireplace hearth right now because I come to find out the Nintendo fucking zapper doesn't work on flat screen TVs. Right. Yep. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm like trying to shoot it. The dog's laughing at me. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm hitting it. <laughs> You look up on YouTube or just Google it, how the zapper works. And I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's really intriguing how the zapper actually works. Cause you know, when you pull the trigger, you see the screen kind of flash real quick yep. and it's like, there's when it, it flashes really quick black. And I guess there's a white square where you hit yep. and that's how it knows where you hit or something like that. It's really cool. Oh, wow. Okay. But I'm not really sure what it is about the CRT C, CR, yeah, CRT TVs, you know, the tube TVs that makes it work where the LEDs doesn't. I'm not really sure. I wonder if they're going to ever make an adapter to make that work because I've even tried it with my new Retron whatever thing and the zapper doesn't work on my flat screen with that either. And it's got a little, it's got a little infrared thing on the bottom of it. You're supposed to put it at the bottom of the TV. It still doesn't fucking work. Really? Oh. Yeah, you would think that uh, 8-Bit, though, is is one of the companies that makes a lot of the controllers um, that you can retrofit. So you can have a wireless controller. You know, it's got the, the four buttons on the right with the, even the bumpers on the top, left and right. Um, they make them for the Nintendo, the Super NES, stuff like that. And I'm surprised that they haven't come out with something like that uh, for the Zapper for the old NES. Well, maybe you know, It would be easy to do. You just need a sensor. Well, it's got it's got the red sensor at the bottom of it because I got the handheld one, so you just stick the batteries in it. Don't even need to hook it up to the TV. You can actually watch your gameplay, like so you can watch eight bit gameplay, the Battletoads or whatever, on it. So oh, nice. Yeah, so it, it has a little sensor on the bottom of it. Excuse me, and you actually like put it, and you can actually like see the game. As you go, or you plug it into your TV, right? So there's the... Oh, yeah. Nice, man. I got to get one of those. Thing like this. But then on the bottom of it, it has this little sensor area, right? When yeah. On it, it shows a little red light right here. And it still doesn't pick up the zapper. And I've put it at the base of the TV, like with, with you know, Duck Hunt in there, and it shit don't work. So the only way Duck Hunt works is with a little legit boob tube sitting there playing it. That or mm-hmm. Hogan's Alley, because I got Hogan's Alley, too. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. So do you have any honorable yeah. mentions? 
I mean, we pretty well covered the gambit, I believe. Um, well, we, we covered Goonies. Um, I have two more honorable mentions. Because like you, I was like at a toss for like, what do I want to put in my list? And I do want to mention these ones because they're, they're pretty important to me. Okay. <laughs> You're like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you have the floor, sir. So, so, okay, thank you. Thank you very much, kind sir. Dog, quit scratching at the door. I'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> quit licking your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the door, they want in. Uh, so, the next one, the, the, the one that I need to put on here, it's a movie called Solar Babies. You remember watching that at all? No, uh-uh. I don't... I don't. Struggle at an apocalyptic Earth. The year was twenty something, and water was the currency, and you couldn't do anything without running through this like roller derby type deal, like field hockey. And uh, there's a a younger boy. He finds this like orb thing, right? That like magical orb, and it's supposed to lead him to to this you know to this promised land and all that shit. And his name is Bodai, and Solar Babies. It was like, it was trying to be sci-fi, and you know, it's coming off of fucking Star Wars and um, Kroll, Star Trek was out there, all this stuff. But it's trying to be sci-fi with roller skates and 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 hockey sticks, you know? Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, Solar Babies. Solar Babies. Yeah. Director is Alan Johnson. It was it was released in November twenty sixth, nineteen eighty six, and then a shout out to my own hometown, uh, Spokane, Washington. Little movie called Vision Quest. I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever seen it though. It's a movie about a wrestler, and like he has to end up being the the best in the nationals, all that stuff, like. He had to shoot McGavin, and he had to watch out for him. And it's like, man, this movie was it was it was one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid, especially because I went to the same fucking high school and I wrestled in the same gym. Like, it, it's amazing, you know. Just like this gym had no windows. We had uh, it was like a little pit gym. Like there were it was small. It wasn't for anything but like calisthenics or wrestling or like weightlifting stuff like that. There was no windows there. There was no nothing. We had the basketball court, big gym on the other side. We had the two locker rooms that emptied into this gym, and you could go out to the other gym or go to the main gym from the locker room. Like, like eight, like it was the 1950s. It was freaking awesome. Like that, my high school growing up was pretty freaking awesome. That's cool, man. Yeah, Vision Quest. I'll have to look that one up too. Um, the only one I can think of that would be a honorable mention would be Flight of the Navigator. Did you ever see that one? I yeah. think it was another Disney movie. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Paul Rubin played the voice. I never realized this until later on, but Paul Rubin, Pee Wee Herman, played the voice of the spaceship, basically. Okay. Um, and it had Sarah Jessica Parker in it, too, as one of her, probably one of her first roles, I guess, because it was like 1986. So she would have been, I don't know, she probably would have been like, I don't know, a teenager or something at that point. Okay. Late, late teens, maybe. Okay. Old horse face, old horse face herself, as I like to call her. She was so hot, Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> why the long face? You're Sarah, you're Sarah Jessica Parker. That's why. 
<laughs> That's the door. What's up, puppy dog? Yeah. You're, Roxy, come on. Oh, God. Yep. She's my baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to get to your unboxing? Yes, we can. As soon as Let's do it. Face. Go over there and lay down. Lay down. Good girl. Good girl, Roxy. Okay, so like I told you earlier, uh, I picked up a couple more, and uh, we'll unbox. But uh, this is a toy that I think is amazing in the fact that they finally have made uh, a toy. Well, should I feel so worthy of my approval? <laughs> <laughs> it's got the man at arm stamp of approval folks man at arm stamp of approval so they came out with it they're doing the same thing that they did in the 80s um it's another retro toy rebirthed into the 2000 era uh so we're pushing 2017 this show was released on netflix and now we have in our hands available at your fine retailers everywhere the voltron action figure. Ooh, that's nice. So we have the black lion here. This is the one we're going to open up and take a quick look at. And then today, because of popularity, I picked up the blue and the red lion. So Nice. So Only missing a couple. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I, I, I was trying to find, I was trying to find them the other day, and I was like, me and Hayden were out just looking at stuff, whatnot, and I noticed I couldn't find the blue or the red lion, and I knew where the blue and the red lion were here, so I picked them up. And now we only have one half of Voltron. I think it's his right half. Yeah, his right. <laughs> we have his whole right. <laughs> so, so did you get those at Toys R Us? Uh, no, I actually got them at Target. Oh, nice. Those are a lot bigger than the original ones. A lot bigger. Yeah, they're uh, they are pretty big. So Voltron stands pretty tall now. And it looks like I don't even have to cut tape on this. So I because I think the original one, if I remember right, he was only about ten ten inches tall, something like that, ten or twelve. I mean, he wasn't wasn't super big. He was pretty. He was pretty tall, though. You know. Well, not compared to that one. I bet that thing stands probably twelve, fourteen inches high. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll get them all together, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's some couple pieces of tape that you got to do here. Uh, so I'm getting just the tape cut from around the top here without really damaging the box because I still do want to have the box in regular working order. Well, there is... Uh, this the black line's the big one. He has some. Uh, he does some phrases. Oh, he talks, huh? Yeah. So you pull him out of the box there. Uh, he's got some zip ties against his back to hold him in there. Uh, some plastic coverings over his leg pieces, which turn into his arms. It doesn't seem too bad here. Okay, let's go ahead and, uh, oh man, 
I don't know, man. I just don't want to. Like, I like taking him out of his box, but I don't want to fuck it up too much. We're just cutting along where the tape is, so these pieces will just pop right out. So, uh, are there any more toy shows coming up over there, Adam? Uh, July 9th, so in two weeks. Two weeks from today, I'll be at the toy show. Um, and they've actually opened up a the second level, like the mezzanine up above too. So I'm thinking it's gonna. Be, this is the first time they've done that. Really? So it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be big. Yeah. I think. Man, I'm excited. I am so excited. Everybody's probably tired of hearing me talk about it, but damn, I can't wait. Yeah. And hopefully it is big, and hopefully, hopefully everything is is uh as exciting as you hope it is you know like i wish i could be there you know because mm-hmm. i would like as i'm pulling these little pieces off here to go and see that stuff let's see let's see uh so did you know so i for all those listening i live in the st louis area while i live in the outskirts way outskirts of st louis but st louis actually has a special tie to voltron they had a God, the thing was like 12 or 15 foot tall Voltron statue uh, down in one part of uh, St. Louis City. Really? Uh, yeah, whenever whenever Voltron re-aired on Netflix because uh, the guy, this guy named Ted Coppler, uh, he owned World Events Productions and that was based here in St. Louis. And he was one of the original people. He bought the rights for Voltron to be aired in the U.S. from the Japan, you know, from, from Japan. Yeah. So, so they in, in I guess in commemoration of the Netflix, the new Netflix series, uh, they erected a a statue of Voltron. It was pretty cool. I don't know if it's still there. I'll have to get down there sometime soon and see if it's still there. But I probably not. I'm. I think it was just for. They just had it down there for like a couple weeks or something like that. Oh wow! I don't know what I'm doing. Oh God! <laughs> Ooh, destroy me. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, there's some snap hideaways for his feet and all that good stuff. Um, don't really know what I'm doing here. I want to mess mm-hmm. up. There we go. So his. Let's assemble Voltron and get rid of these Goron. Mm hmm. Assemble it. <laughs> assemble Voltron. So there you go. There is. The Black Lion. Very cool. We will save the universe. So his wings come out and do the whole thing right there. Uh, I don't know how his head comes out yet without reading the instructions. No press buttons there. His neck doesn't switch around or anything. Let's see here. Let's probably read the instructions. But yeah, cool. What we'll to post? Make sure you post pictures on the Facebook page too. Uh, once you get it all together, or at least once you get what you have together, post a picture of it so everybody can see it. So, if you're listening to the audio version on iTunes, make sure you go check out our Facebook page, and you can see what we're talking about. Or you can watch the video on YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel, just search Masters of the Retroverse, and you can find us there, and you can see what he's playing with. 
Yep. 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 This is uh, this is pretty awesome. I'm gonna be playing with it for a while here. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. Why is this foot not going in? I wanna. I got two other lions too, but yeah, it's actually yes. it's pretty rigid. It's pretty. Uh, it's not like doing it. It looks a lot more intricate too than than the original. Yeah, for sure. Pretty sweet. Guy comes up. All right, I got it. Cool. Yep. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, there's toys. Well, I think we're gonna wrap. Go ahead and wrap up the show because we're we're pushing on time here. Right. Um. I want to thanks everyone for for hanging out with us. Uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast, like I said, make sure to check out our YouTube channel. Uh, make sure to hit the subscribe button, and then uh, you turn on notifications. You can find out when we're going live, and you can chat with us live. You know, we're, we're doing the weekly thing now, so usually Fridays and Sundays are the two days. Uh, so just keep an eye out on your notifications on YouTube for when we are going to go live, and you can come hang out with us. Um, audio podcast can be found on iTunes, as usual. Uh, as I mentioned before, you can find us on Google Play now, and wherever else you get your podcasts, all those podcast apps, everything but Stitcher, because screw you, Stitcher. Um <laughs> You find us on Facebook, just search Masters of the Retroverse. You'll find us there with all kinds of pictures and videos and all kinds of fun stuff that we post. Uh, you can find us on Twitter if you're on there. You can find us at MOT Retro, at MOT Retro. Sure. And uh, make sure to go check out some of our fellow Facebook groups too. We've got a couple, I guess you call them sponsors. We're doing some cross promotion with some of these Facebook groups. And the one is uh, 90s Marvel slash Toy Biz Collectors. Just search that on Facebook. You'll find that group if you're into the X-Men, uh, or any of the Toy Biz line, especially mostly the X-Men stuff. Uh, go check that out. They've got some really cool stuff. And the other one is Vintage 80s Toys. Another really great Facebook Facebook group. Um, buy, sell, talk about anything vintage 80s. It's really cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's cool, man. Space. <laughs> there it is. Really? A lot different than what I remember back in the day. Yeah. Still pretty cool, though. <laughs> we will stop Zarkon. And uh, I guess that's it for us, guys. So we will see you next week with a brand new show, video and audio. And uh, you got anything else before we go? No, I'm good, man. Okay, cool. All right, well, we're going to wrap this up, and we will see you guys next week. All right. Take it see easy. ya. <laughs>